Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O C-O. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. I want winners. I want people that want to win. All right, we are back with We Want Winners after the 49ers beat the Arizona Cardinals 45 to 29 uh at in Glendale. Not the best performance and and I can say that with a straight face and this is the same team that put up 45 points, but if you're looking for, you know, something, yeah, the defense wasn't, you know, the defense is not healthy right now. There was a couple of of things that they probably are going to look at on tape and give Kyle a reason to 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 be mad about something. But otherwise, pretty dominant performance that they put away in the second half. Rod, we are getting into the nitty gritty of the season here. Uh, where where do you stand? Are are you confident in this team's ability to, you know, be uh, be dominant? Like I I think most of the national experts see the Niners as the clear front runner right now. Well, I mean, I, what? Yeah. Um, I would have to agree partially because of them. And then partially because it seems like the other teams that would be front runners for that title, you know, are going through all kinds of, you know, consternation like the Cowboys today you know they are clearly a different team when they are away from their home stadium Mm -hmm. i don't know what's really going on with the eagles and if it's just a lull or if their (laughs) defense coordinator today yeah if they're if that if they're deep if that is an answer or if you know it's just because here's the thing we had our lull and i mean i in a 17 week season it's expected that, you know, everybody at some point will have an ebb um, to their season. And as we came out of ours, so I fully expect teams that I think are good, like the Eagles and the Chiefs to, you know, kind of come out of theirs. Um, You know, I, Patrick Mahomes is a monster, 
But, you know, those guys just, I mean, Kadarius Tony, they keep running him out there and he keeps dropping passes. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know how they fix that. So when you look at those type of things, um, I just think in comparison to everybody else, the, again, with the caveat, of course, that injuries notwithstanding, because we won the game, like you say, it was fairly dominant, but the Hargrave and Armstead missing was yep. clearly a problem. Yep. You know, 200 yards and rushing later, um, it was just, it was an issue. But one hopes that they will both come back and be healthy and productive. I don't, I don't know that better teams, you know, if you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs or the Ravens, without those two guys in there. I don't, I mean, that is a completely, it's a can of, you know, it's a, it's, I was mixing metaphors there. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a, um, it's a horse of a different color. Um, and it, of course, as the games mean more and whatnot, you want to have those guys in there. But other than that, I mean, if, if all things being equal, I think we are the, um, the, the, the most, dominant team and have the the highest ceiling in terms of if we're hitting on all cylinders and we don't turn the ball over it and we aren't hurt I, you know i i think that i like our chances this is setting up a giant week what is it week 16 game mm-hmm. between the niners and the ravens christmas night the ravens are currently uh Let's see. They are what are they? Ten and three. Um, they are, I think they're a top of the AFC right they're now. They're top of the AFC. Uh, the Dolphins are ten and four, um, and then the the Niners are obviously uh, now eleven and and three. So the it's a huge game, and it's one that you know what great scheduling for the NFL to, to put this game uh, on, you know, great, great luck as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not a person, I, I kind of hate being the team that's supposed to win it all. Cause you only, you, you, you only have a place to fall. You don't have a place to rise. And so I say this by also being really afraid of what this even means, but they look like the team to beat right now. Uh, as we know, when it comes to the tournament, uh, football is, is brutal and you are a Trent Williams knee injury away, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, missing, missing out on your best player, but I'm going to, I'm going to say something that I'm not really, I don't usually say as adamantly as I do. Uh, I see my, my buddy, Ben Cruz just joined, uh, joined the chat. Ben works at, at the ringer. Uh, Rod and I have lots of love for the ringer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, turn the TikTok camera on. No, that's <laughs> so. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. I think Brock's the MVP, and I think he's gonna win it. Dak struggled today, but it's not even really about Dak struggling, and it's not about you know maybe Josh Allen putting together a great three weeks or Mahomes putting together a great three weeks. Here's what it is to me. They have a great director and a great lead actor. Kyle Shanahan is in his absolute bag right now. As a, mm-hmm. there were two plays today 
where Debo and CMC were so wide open. And think about that. CMC is tied with uh, Radio Raheem for, for leading in touchdowns. So wide open. Debo, so wide open. And this is all play calling and and just you know knowing how to weave a game plan in and out. And so you have that with Kyle. And now we ha- we have I think we have to to talk about it. it we, we, you know, Steven Ruiz does doesn't like Brock's arm talent. It's clear, and he's not going to. And Justin Herbert is still going to be ahead of him in these quarterback rankings. But and I say that as a joke because I understand the gimmick, and it's a great gimmick, by the way. Steven Ruiz gets so much attention for this. But when it comes to the ability for the quarterback to run the plays that the play caller is calling with the great talent around him. Brock is almost playing perfect football at this point. Uh, He didn't have as gaudy of a completion percentage game as he has been 16 of 25, 242, four touchdowns. There were two others that may have been there. Uh, Ayuk. Got got a ball tipped right in front of him, and then there was another one where uh, I think he just misstepped in in reading the ball that that could have been big plays. So it could have been even even bigger. But I'm calling it. I think Brock's going to win the MVP. I think the story of him and Shanahan, like think of Montana and uh, and Bill Walsh. Like Montana doesn't become Montana without Bill Walsh. Not only the GM, but the play caller and the head coach. Like there is a system here that is fascinating to watch. And I think for the first time all season, I'm ready to say that, you know, Brock maybe runs this better than all, but a couple of quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yeah. He didn't get my MVP poke because he didn't hit his over today. So, um, to hell with Brock. <laughs> no, just playing. Yeah, he I mean he played really well today. Um, I would have liked to have yeah, had him hit that um two fifty two, but you know, <laughs> it hey. was there. And then they pull him with like seven minutes left <laughs> he or whatever. Killed me. And he probably probably weren't gonna they probably were gonna run the ball anyway. But yeah, it was yeah he he is operating at a very high level and call it what you want because i happen to agree actually with some of the comments that were made this week i mean if rock if you want to make him the mvp i mean i he has a very good case but you know i think it's also that can be the case and it can also be true that this is not a get on my back boys type of scenario here. He's not carrying this team by any stretch of the imagination. He's doing his job. He's getting, he's, he's making all his layups and he makes the spectacular play when necessary. Uh, and, and that's all he has to do. He doesn't need to put the team on his back and, throw 40 balls or do any of those things that we have traditionally because let's let's be fair this is the first time when you talk about um an MVP candidate I can't ever remember a time when 
you are making a case for an MVP candidate with percentages and ratios. There is usually that quarterback is, you know, be, is being dominant in the counting stats, the yards, the touchdowns, the, you know, the number of completions. Brock's candidacy is you hear it's QBR and it's passer rating and it's all of these, you know, esoteric advanced stat um, cases, you know, which to me is it's, it's fine because I love advanced stats, but it's funny to hear 49er fans who in the past, when I have used advanced stats to make any kind of armor, I don't look at the stats. <laughs> I, I yeah. Because, the, because I, you're I like, Hey, on... J- Jimmy, uh, he, he keeps checking down. <laughs> That's why his completion <laughs> percentage is so high. <laughs> so, so I get it. I, you know, it, the, this award is usually the best quarterback on the best team yeah. or the, the bet, you know, the quarterback, of the best team. And I am, I I guess I'm with you in that. I can see the path to Brock being MVP and I can, if they make Christian McCaffrey the offensive player of the year, then I I would be satisfied because I, if it was, if I had a vote, I'd vote for Christian McCaffrey. because I think he's the most valuable player on this team and in the league, but that would be a nice concession. If you can give Brock the MVP, but you give CMC the offensive player of the year, that's fine. I'll take it. But it, it's it's also a narrative award, and I'll steal something that, that Bill Simmons also says, mostly talks about from the NBA, but you want these awards to tell the story of the regular season. And the, the best story to me in the regular season is the 49ers kind of as the juggernaut, as hitting on all cylinders. Now, to us, we believe that the most valuable player is probably Trent Williams just because we see what happens to that team when he is missing. Now, the quarterback has a ton of responsibility. Uh, Brock has tremendous amount of weapons. He's going to get demerited for that. But you know who else? And I'm not comparing these guys necessarily because I don't think that 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 the correlation or that this is a sort of a parallel situation um when Steph Curry won his first MVP award in 2015 all of the naysayers aka LeBron fans were just adamant that it was the system it was the openness in which they could play it was uh having Clay Thompson next to him to attract some of the defense it could not have been Steph, because Steph had uh, an embarrassment uh, of riches when it came to the the offensive personnel that that the Warriors had, and then you know when you get KD, then it's even even worse to that to that narrative. Brock Purdy, like you said, he's doing what he is supposed to do, but we know what that looks like when the quarterback is not doing what he's supposed mm-hmm. to, because we saw Jimmy as, as much as we. Mm-hmm. As much as I liked Jimmy and rooted for Jimmy, there's a clear divide in some of these plays. Like that back shoulder throw to Debo in the end zone. Jimmy's sailing that ball in in, in into the crowd because he does he he's not gonna he doesn't trust his arm that he's gonna put that on the money for risk of of making a mistake. And 
look, Brock's he he did not have a perfect game. There there was a a, a couple of passes that could have gotten tipped or, or intercepted or whatever. But when to me, it's really the calculations in his brain. Like you see his eyes. Okay, move. Nope. This, we're gonna. I could dump it off to CMC, but there's actually something happening down the field, and that is the better play. And his ability to do that in microseconds has been absolutely fantastic. So while the quarterback is always going to get the most credit because this the NFL is a quarterback's league, I don't want to demerit Brock for what every quarterback gets just because he doesn't have the Aaron Rodgers arm. Now the other thing about it, and I think this is this is a va- this is a valid argument we haven't seen a ton of adversity yet. He has not had to come back and bring the team back from a, a game that, that, you know, that they were, are, are behind in like that. That's just not how the Niners have played really this year. Uh, the, the three losses were, you know, that they probably should have won that Cleveland game, and but the Minnesota game, you could make a case. You could make a case for both of those games. Now, the, the Bengals games, they, they, I think they just got whipped, but you know, Brock, didn't get it in the end zone, leaves it in the hand of the rookie kicker and the rookie kicker missed. So, and then Brock had a terrible Minnesota game. So that adversity piece, that may be the reason why people don't vote for him is, is there. And I think that's a valid argument, but at the same time, he hasn't really been put in those scenarios often. And it may happen in the playoffs. He's going to have to win a game for the team. They're not going to win every single game by 20 points especially uh, come, you know, the NFC championship and those kind of games. So there is opportunity there and there will be naysayers there. But as far as what we have in these 14 games so far in the league, I think the narrative award, the I think the trophy is his unless something, you know, something happens and and they just lose these next three games or whatever. But I just think it's there. And uh, I, 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 you know, I'm a little bashful when I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, because I wasn't sure, but I'm pretty sure now that he is a deserving uh, MVP winner. If, if that's where it goes. Yeah. I mean, I think two things can be true and that's, you know, again, my frustration with our fan base is they can't acknowledge they already have a, they have a refusal to acknowledge that the supporting cast matters. I don't think, but, but at the same time, while I say that, I don't think that he should be dinged or that should be a, a mark against him that he has a all pro stable of weapons. But so two things can be true. That is, he shouldn't be discredited for that. But at the same time to make the argument that that doesn't matter is, is nonsense. Of course it does. He would not be, the same quarterback on the Chicago bears. It's just, it's, it matters, but he is still playing well, which like you say, I think is the, the great delineation between Yemi and him is that you could make all these arguments about Jimmy as quarterback, because in, in every argument, started and ended with team numbers and team success because there was no argument that he as an individual player 
was doing anything spectacular. That's not the case with Brock. He's making plays and he is doing things that if you just if you just isolate his performance, he is performing at a really, really high level. And that, you know, is worth it's noteworthy and worth praise and appreciation. Um but also it doesn't hurt that his play, like you say, his his play caller is balling out of his mind, calling plays. The best and, I've ever, it's the best I've ever seen him. It's and tremendous. his weapons are top top of the league, um, all of them. I mean, when you you're in a situation where somebody like George Kittle is not getting touches, but we know he is a top of the food chain um, weapon, but. It's just the, the the ball can only go so many places and somebody like George, you know, doesn't get the shine in the way that we know he is a literally he's one. He, he can be a top five weapon if he is your one a, um, you know, he's really, really in that Debo cmc mode we saw it you can play him at the x you can play him in the slot you can play he can line up he's got lineup versus he's probably not a running back but in the receiving game he is just as versatile as any of you know as debo and cmc are and he is like the fourth wheel right now which he might he might have had upwards of 70 something yards receiving if he didn't drop that one <laughs> i thought it was a fumble yeah. I was like what I mean, <laughs> he, I, you know people were were shitting on darno but both of those passes could have been caught now yeah. you know and coming off the bench like that you know he's got to get into the rhythm of the game, but I know for sure that second one was a was a flat out drop. He but yeah, he ripped that one right into. Yeah, I think that one not, <laughs> that Kittle had like has, burn marks on his fingers. Yeah, but yeah, it was you know it's it's it is an embarrassment of riches. But again, like I say, that doesn't diminish you know Brock playing his role to the highest. Um, level like I call him a point guard, and that is not you know it's not pejorative at all. He does an excellent job of surveying the field and making the best decision. Like you say, there are times when somebody you know other quarterbacks we've had in the past would just take the check down, but he doesn't do that. Yeah. Not that not that the check down would be a bad decision. It's just that. If he sees something where he could get a little bit more, you know, he's not afraid to go try and get it. And he's playing loose enough that, you know, and he's playing, he's playing from an advantage in that the team is so good that he can risk making, if it turns out to be a mistake, Mm -hmm. it's not going to kill us. So I, I think that aggressiveness is, um, in the long run, a good thing, even if you might question the decision or, and it might be that the check down might've been the right decision. And the, the, the deeper pass was a riskier decision. I think that we've got the margin for error, especially in games like this, where the risky decision is not going to kill us. Now, again, as we come up, come and we go further along and games are closer you know, that's why I'm a big um, believer in process over result that sometimes, you know, 
there might be a time where that riskier pass might not be the appropriate decision decision if you know the game is in a, if we're playing a much tighter game so you know those are little things but yeah i i'm brock is balling man he is playing really really well and i got a marketing idea for curry brand first football athlete brock purdy get him out of them spalding cleats or whatever he's wearing right now i actually don't know what he's wearing <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, I think he fits that curry underrated brand as well. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium T-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's talk, a, let's talk a little bit more about this game. And, you know, the reason to not really dig too deep into the weeds here is because you know you're talking about an Arizona Cardinals team that is uh fr- from a talent standpoint uh, these two teams are, are in opposite directions uh I mean I you know they, they have a couple of uh of good guys who can catch the ball I guess uh McBride is technically a, a tight end Mm-hmm. But he was 10 for uh, 102 today, and he he made some pretty good plays. But they also have a lot of guys who I'm just looking at this roster going like, okay, that guy was on a different team two years ago. Mm-hmm. That guy was on a different team two years ago. Uh, you know, James Conner, he, he's a pretty good football player, and he, mm-hmm. he kind of torched the Niners a little bit uh, up the middle. Same with uh, uh, Demarcado. But, you know, Kyler is Kyler, and he was going to keep it interesting for as long as it was going to be interesting. Um, I, I still, And he looks to be back. He looks to be healthy. Yeah, he, looked, he looked okay. He, he made uh, two throws that I'm sure he would like back, and, and Mooney snatched both of them things out of the air. You know, it's funny because last week when we, when I, when we were both at the game – uh, Mooney had that opportunity. I think it was on the sideline to to mm-hmm. for the interception, and my kid was like, "Oh my god!" Right in his hands, and I was like, "Yeah." And last week, the week before, Mooney had said he needs to hit the jugs machine because he's dropping all of these possible picks, and maybe that's what he did because he snatched both of those balls out of the air so that he could catch it in stride and run like that, that they were two great interceptions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, th- this was not a game where I, I don't, I don't think any 49er fan was 
kind of worried, you know, or kind of, yeah, I know that announcers are trying to sell it like, oh, you know, this is not over. And I was like, mm, it's, it's not not over, but it's, it's not as close as, as they're trying to keep it as well. And like we said before, you know, the announcers are trying to make sure that the fans mm-hmm. stick around yeah. and not turn it, not turn it off. I, I, I'm not, I didn't, I would, the game was never obviously out of hand, but I was a bit concerned after that first drive. I mean, they kind of just went straight down the field on us. And again, my worst fears realized was that, you know, we were going to be Swiss cheese in the middle without, um, Hargrave and Armstead, and it kind of came into fruition, but it It just, it didn't, you know, it didn't ultimately impact the you know i don't like seeing ken law just on the floor like this dude is too big and too strong to be on the floor so you notice that too he's on the (laughs) ground a lot you know like falling just flopping around out there on the ground and like you say when all he has to do you would think would be just stay you know in a stance i mean there's nobody not gonna just gonna move him it's just you know but you got you gotta stay upright you get you can't be falling all over all over the place but yeah that that is a concern okay you want to know what my you want to know what my main concern was Mm -hmm. it was uh i think it was in the third quarter after the play uh randy gregory shoves an offensive lineman right into the back of nick bosa's heel Oh. And and my immediate thought was Achilles tendon is like the oh. single worst injury from, from that perspective. And then, but you know, Nick was just, he, I think he was even back maybe the next play, but that was the only like real worry for me watching that game was because it, it was like one of those games where I'm like, yeah, you know, Cardinals are going to pick up some garbage yards. I got to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. The Niners aren't going to play this, you know, they, they, they're not playing with the same intensity as if, you know, this was a super close game. So that stuff's going to happen. Kyler's just going to make things mm-hmm, happen. He's going to make plays. Yeah. And, and you know, he does that to us. He's, you know, he plays us just about as good as, as anybody else does in, in the league. So, uh, but, you know, offensively, they were just able to hit big plays. See, I, I, I was saying that CMC, uh, this was, this was like right from the beginning of the game in our discord. I mentioned that, you know, uh, it just looks like if they wanted to, and I did not want to see this, but if they wanted to make CMC the workhorse, he could have got 200 yards. Just oh, yeah. the, the, their, their run defense is so poor. And I think I saw the stat was like, they were 31st in the league or something. They could have done that, but they, they were also finding ways to attack them through the air. And CMC had a, you know, he had a, a quiet 115 on 18 carries, but it was it was really through the air that he he picked up a chunk too. Five for 72 with two touchdowns. He had three touchdowns. It's just a ho hum three touchdown game for CMC here. Yeah, and that's the that's the, another thing that I I just I don't really think. Oh, I know. I don't think I know that our fan base as a whole doesn't really. Um, appreciate Kyle Shanahan. Um, they don't give him his proper due as a play caller. Now, again, I've said many a time, and I still kind of stand on that, that sometimes I don't know about him running the team necessarily is some kind of, some kind of questionable things that he does. Well, but look, he, he's not going to, He's going to have that monkey on his back 
until he holds a lead in a big game, right? Like that's the yeah. reputation is inability to hold a lead in a big game as the the head coach and and getting the team to to finish out that fourth quarter. Like that's once that happens, then maybe that monkey is off his back, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but that aside, as a play caller and play designer, I you know, I'm not one for the hyperbole, but I mean, it's kind of Walsh like I, I really believe that, you know, 40 years on down the road, Bill Walsh, the West Coast offense is the found the foundation of every offense from peewee football up to the NFL. And it would not shock me if some of the things that Kyle Shanahan is um is pioneering kind of like his father same thing with with mike shanahan's offense 25 years Mm -hmm. on a lot of you can see a lot of the shanahan offense the mike shanahan office offense in nfl playbooks i just think that kyle is forging that same kind of um resume with the coaches that are in his tree and in just the innovation of his offense. I mean, I I don't, I don't believe that's hyperbole. He is one of the best, definitely in the game today. One of the best offensive minds in the game today, if not the best. And historically, I don't think, I think we're far enough along to say that he is historically one of the most significant um, you know, the, you you have to. It don't have to stand the test of time. You know, it. You know, he could end up being the Mouse Davis of the <laughs> of the of the of the two thousands. But the, I doubt run it. and shoot. Yeah, I just I don't. But I don't think so. I think that a lot of the things that we are seeing are going to end up being foundational offensive um, strategies moving forward. I mean, he is a brilliant dude. And I'm I like you, I think, taking from your comments, I am I feel it's a pleasure to watch him work, especially when he is like he's in his bag like he was today. I mean, that dude, like you say, that one to CMC is one of those ones where you like scared. You're, you're like so wide open that it's like. Oh shit! I don't want to drop this. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's nobody around him, and it's like that was kind of funny that you know Brock did what they say you're supposed to do in those circles. He gave it plenty of air so that um it could kind of just fall down yeah. to him. But it's like those are those are ones I've seen plenty of dudes drop those <laughs> because they're it's just it's such a layup. Yeah, that um you start to get self conscious and um you can miss it. But yeah, that was. That was awesome. And then, like you say, the one to Debo was the same. The dude is just making some awesome calls. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a well, pleasure. Well, we listened to that one uh, podcast series mm-hmm. that Jordan Rodriguez did. Uh, was it called Playmakers or something mm-hmm. like that? And, like, you, you don't realize until it's laid out what his tree is like and yeah. how what his influence is like. And, I mean, just look at what the Dolphins are doing. Like, that is, you know, that is directly correlated with Kyle Shanahan relationship right there. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It, 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 
LaFleur, O'Connell in Minnesota. I mean, all of those guys are directly from his tree. And I mean, you know, as this moves on, you know, those guys are going to create guys. And yeah, it's just, it is, you know, and it all, you know, they were talking about that. I was listening to some podcasts. They were talking about that, you know, everybody kind of wants to, you know, when the hiring cycle comes around, everybody kind of wants a piece of the Kyle Shanahan tree. You know, everybody wants, you know, an offensive guy outside of, I guess Ben Johnson will be a hot candidate to Detroit offensive coordinator this cycle, but everybody else seems to be trying to get Shanahan guy or, you know, guys who are related to the floor guys or, yeah. or McVay guys. And I'm sure Mike McDaniel is going to be getting his staff rated um, pretty, pretty soon here. Cause that's another dude that is a really, really, you know, you watch them play. I spend a lot of time. You know, I kind of I call them Niner Southeast. So I mean, I that's the poetic Super Bowl, right? Like if yeah, you if um, you wanted to to write that story, that's that's the Super Bowl that you could really market. You know, but that would make me so sad because I really, really root for that guy, McDaniel. But we got to crush him. <laughs> I know. I, I would. Know. I would hate. I would hate to lose to him. I want every good thing for him except when. <laughs> He's playing against us. I know. I love. I love Radio Raheem too. He's yeah. God, that guy's so fast. Yeah. Uh, all th- right. At thirty-one years old, that's crazy. And yeah, and as dinged up as, as he has been too. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So, if if folks who are watching have any thoughts on this, I'm I'm looking for a Rod's player of the game. I I think um if you're gonna do. Uh, a top, you know, we almost should do a top five because there's like so many contributors. But I think if you do a top three, the only thing that I that I have to kind of quibble with in, in my own standings is, um, you know, kind of Debo versus CMC for my third spot. And wow. to, say, to say that CMC, 18 for 115 yards, five for 72 receiving, three touchdowns just all over the field offensively to have him as my third guy is, is kind of nuts. Um, I have, I have Mooney as my two guy, my number two mm-hmm. guy, and I have Brock as one and I haven't really had Brock as number one many times this year because we, we keep talking about, you know, a lot of the, the weapons that they have and not that this was the best Brock game I've ever seen, but I just go back to the feeling I had when he got his shoulder hit. And this is how, this is how much I know that I like that guy. Now my stomach dropped. I was like, uh, what are we going to do now? And not and you and I both like sling and Sammy Darnold. We, we both would love to see what he could do with this kind of team. But Brock has Brock is running this offense so perfectly that, my stomach just, it was almost like I was related to him. I was so sad for that mm-hmm. two seconds that he was on the ground and he was back up. But I I think, you know, just the level of confidence I have in him as a fan, in his ability to to do his job is, is just higher than it's ever been for me. Um, so Brock was my number one. Okay. Well, let me tell you how ridiculous I am is that <laughs> I thought, at, when that initially went down, I was hoping for a concussion because I 
what I didn't want it to be was something with his shoulder. Or yeah, so, shoulder, <laughs> elbow, arm, like something so, where he's so, out for the I, you know, like, if it is, I was like, if it's a concussion, woo, that's that's you know, which is awful, yeah, for awful. him. But um, yeah, I, a concussion, you can come back from a concussion, but. You know, I'm all anytime those dudes get hit up around their collarbone, collarbone, because collarbone is, is like a long it's injury. Like, oh no, this is this could be bad. But when um they went over to the sideline and he went to the blue pin and they pointed out that the concussion dude wasn't in there, I was like, oh shit, is this really <laughs> is this really gonna be something bad? So I was really relieved when he came back out, but. I kind of do it offensive and defensive. Mm-hmm. And I went CMC, and primarily the tiebreaker for me is that Brock didn't cover. So, <laughs> so, so if he had got 10 more yards, we'd be having a different conversation. But um, and then I think Mooney was 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 the most impactful defensive player. Um, you know, taking into account that again, we the, the caveat always that you know. Nick is pretty easy every week. If if you want if you wanted to go that way every week, it's hard to make an argument. But I thought you know Tavarius obviously with his two with his takeaways, um, he sealed it. And it's just it's really it's really good to see him, you know, establishing himself and talking that talk. You know, he was talking that talk this week about you know <laughs> feeling like he's a top five cornerback and you know i don't know but i love to hear him say it go ahead talk your talk man um and he's clearly you know the best number one corner we've had around here in a in a good long while and again i know i'm very aware of the stats and we aren't a great man-to-man team and you probably like your 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 cornerback one to be better in man-to-man but you know our defensive coordinator does a good job of not necessarily putting them in those positions to do things that they can't do. But so I'm a ride with him. You know, if he say he top five, he's top five. So let's go. Let's go. So he's my, my defensive player of the game. Uh, so Shelvin has Brock Debo CMC and Mooney as well uh, in his list. Um, as we, sort of look forward to these last three games. Uh, I think, you know, it's interesting the way that the schedule breaks out and the way that uh, the current um, standings are, because the Niners kind of sort of are going to, if they want that first round by, they're going to have to win these games. And next week's game is in no way a gimme because the Ravens are a really good team. The Ravens have actually given up less points than us, though. I think they do. They play tonight. They play tonight. Okay. So there's a possibility if they, if they were to give up, you know, 16 points, then they'd they'd be tied with us for, for points against. Now the Niners offense has scored more, but you know, the Ravens, they don't give up a lot of points. They have a quarterback that, uh, scares me to to no end <laughs> uh just on the other side uh in Lamar Jackson so that is there's no way a gimme uh but with Dallas losing the Eagles play the Seahawks uh Monday night and and I I guess uh Hurts is he, he's ill or he's got the flu or something so he's questionable 
but the, I I don't I don't know if you can rest these guys. Can can so you know? the so the Dallas game is huge because you know that we so we are now like basically two full games ahead of them. You know, so because we beat them they, right, but the Eagles, I think after tonight, they've got like the Giants twice, and then you know maybe like the Patriots or something something weird. They 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 will most likely win out, which means we have to continue winning. So that brings up an interesting point because I was going to ask you, where do you fall on? Let, let's say the Eagles lose again. So we have a cushion. Where do you fall on, you know, if we've got Washington and the Rams the last two weeks of the season. Where do you fall on if theoretically we were able, I don't think even mathematically we could actually even sew it up because we are so close to the Eagles. <coughs> Where do you fall on resting dudes? The tricky thing is if the Niners don't get the buy, I'm very comfortable with Brock not even <clears throat> playing in week 17 and some or week 18. Some of these other guys who, you know, you want to, as Sheldon said, put him in bubble wrap because it's only one week, right? But if you do have the buy, right, then that's two weeks. And I think that could screw with some stuff. So in that sense, if they wrap up the buy, it's almost like you don't want to sit those guys because you w- don't want them to lose you know, in any sort of rhythm or, or, or whatever. So that I think is the tricky thing. I mean, it's a great problem to have. It's a great problem to solve because that's what you're shooting for, especially in this game where the whole thing is about keeping folks healthy. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's a decision. And, and I would be interested in what Shanahan thinks about that when it comes to the rest, uh, you know, CMC did bang up his knee a little bit. And, and my mm-hmm. thought was, you know, let's kind of get ahead of this thing so we could pull him and let, uh, and, and let JP run back there, which which they were able to do, like you know, mid fourth quarter or whatever. So, uh, but those are the guys you're worried about. You're worried about Trent, right? Trent mm-hmm. holding up for the whole season. Uh, you know, that was a nasty ankle. I don't know if that dude has like steel plates in his foot or something because he's been able to come back on a high ankle sprain or or whatever that was. This is a tough guy, but at the same time. You know, once you get into the playoffs, it's it's a game a week. Sometimes, based on the schedule, you may only have six days, and so you know, just because of the they're trying to benefit the best for television. So, I you know, I I would I would lean towards health. So maybe that means you know Brock plays a quarter. But then again, then you got Aaron Donald running around after him. Yeah. I, but I think the I don't know. I think the huge thing is he's still a young player. So I don't think you can shut him down, shut him down. I think he needs to go through a week of preparation and he needs to play. But then how do you, as I say, sit here and say that, then how do you like pull Sam, put Sam Darnold in two quarters in if he hasn't had any prep time because you gave Brock all the reps. So I don't know. I I think that there is something to be said for keeping a rhythm to how he prepares and how he um, 
goes into the game. And how do you do that and maintain an edge if you like know you're only going to play a half? I mean, it, it it's a it's it's going to be an interesting. Um, number one, like you say, it would be a good problem to have. Yeah. Just to see if that even comes to pass because if the Eagles keep winning. We have to keep winning. Yes. So those games aren't just gimme. We can't just throw our helmets out there and because how how would it suck to like lose to the, the commandos or, or the Rams? You well, know, and, and and think about the physicality which may take place next week. You may not have a full squad for the commanders game. Right. So that's you know the way that this and thing again the more out. the more you start plucking pieces away like today it. It didn't end up being an issue, but you take your two starting def- interior defensive linemen away, it compromises you. I mean, yeah. who are we not going to that team is not going to get 200 yards rushing on us <laughs> if, we're, if we're fully healthy. But you I take think it's a 40 game, 40 game, uh, 40 game record. Wait, let's mm-hmm. see. What, 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 what was something like final, that? What was the final stats? Okay, so they didn't allow a hundred yard rusher. It was De, uh, Demarcado who scored the touchdown. So Connor actually didn't go over a hundred. But there was, I think, there's a stat that um, I want to say it was Barrows tweeted that the last time they gave up a hundred yard rusher was Justin Fields, and I don't know how many games ago that was. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so things like that, you know, it, it's just. Like you say, I hadn't really even thought about that, but you brought it up that, you know, it doesn't take much more attrition. We don't know where Armstead and Hargrave are. And then I can guarantee you, I've watched a lot of Baltimore Ravens and they are a physical bunch. So that's going to be, that's going to be a slobber knocker game and you lose one or two more guys. And then all of a sudden you're kind of comparable. We go back to what we're talking about in the beginning that, you know, we are the mo- the best team when healthy. But if you, you know, you take three or four guys, you know, starters out of the lineup, all of a sudden, this is not, um, it's not nearly the gimme that it should be. And that, you know, Washington is not a very good team, but the enemy and Hal are able to push the ball down the field. I, I I don't know if he still is, but at one point, Hal was like leading the league in passing, you know, passing yards. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it it's so cliche to say any given Sunday, but it's true. I mean, you can't go into, and that was the thing coming out of that Eagle game that was my only. That's really. Injuries, and then my only other concern was that we get some kind of air of entitlement that we got it all figured out <laughs> and that we're just going to be able to go out there and throw our jocks out on the field and these dudes, we're just going to beat these dudes. And that's just, the NFL is just not like that. We are good, but all it takes is a turnover here, an injury there, and then, you know, the, the sorry team is in the game. You see it every week where, you know, teams that don't have any business at all, you know, being competitive in a game are right there in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, in the NFL, you can never count anything as good, but um, I'm hoping that we are able to strike some kind of balance going down the stretch. And I guess if we, like you say, if we get the buy. It's not necessarily 
as big a deal because regardless, you're going to end up getting a full week off, mm-hmm. basically. Um, like a second buy. Yeah, but it would be nice to be in a position in those in week 17 and 18 to not have, you know, I, you know, just because of the fact that you, the 53 man rosters, it's just impossible to like put in entire second teams. You're going to, some of your frontline players have to play. It's just, you know, the numbers dictate that some of them are going to be out there, but if you could be in a situation where you could rotate them and, you know, get everybody decreased reps um, in those last two weeks. It, you know, like you said, it would be nice to to be as fresh as possible going into the playoffs. You know, let guys get those little dings and dents, kind of just just get refreshed. Yeah. Um. You know, and not having having guys playing sixty and seventy snaps a game hopefully we can be in a position where we're able to do that now i know we're eight still eight days away from christmas but you know maybe maybe this is a little bit too late but if i could ask santa for something can we get ray ray back oh <laughs> ronnie bell BBT. aka bbt <laughs> killing us right oh now. my gosh i thought he was gonna get cut right on the field I was like, oh, he's getting cut. Someone's coming off the P squad to. to Wasn't Kyle Williams ten? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just needs a number change. Yeah, change that number. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty rough there. But yeah, um, yeah, I that and I don't know, man. And Dominican Sue is still out there, you know. That old dude can give us some reps interior on the interior. Even when those other guys get back there, my feeling is that he could be like a, you know, what Randy Gregory is to the defensive ends. He could be that for the defensive interior. You're not asking him to play 40, 50 snaps, but he can give you a good 20 to 25. I don't you know, know, man. Him and Dre on the same defense with them referees. <laughs> the referees just looking for those guys. Ah, you talk about <laughs> their head would explode. <laughs> it would be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I just still think that that defensive interior is a concern. Yeah. Um, and nothing that um, we saw today has allayed my concerns at all. You know, Kevin Gibbons and you know, Javon Kinlaw had been playing really well, but it just seems to me he might have cost himself some money. I don't it, it doesn't appear that he's gonna be a a front line, you know, he's he's a good rotational piece, but um he had he had a chance today, you know, to come in and establish himself and make him some of some money at the end of the season. I don't and I just don't think he did that flopping around on the ground the way he was. <laughs> I, I can just see, like, if we don't get Ray Ray back, Debo's just going to be like, yeah. you want me to return kicks and punts now? Like, what? He's like, yeah. Where the hell is Danny Gray? <laughs> you know, seriously, that's a serious question. Um, I know he can't was, get on the field. I know he was on the IR for a bit, but I thought his window opened. And I haven't heard anything. You know, that's crazy. You know, with especially with, you know, BB. BBD doing his thing and then Ray Ray, you know, and I didn't hear anything this week about 
where Ray Ray is in terms of close to being back. As long as he's ready for the playoffs, I guess. I guess that's the most important thing, you know, because I, you know, as we talked about it, I guess we, I'm not super concerned. I know. I saw that. He, did they steal he, it? I didn't hear it. He did he? Yes, he did. So that yeah, so was, Shelvin is who's in the mm-hmm. chat said. I think the broadcast stole the BBD nickname. I didn't hear he it. Did. I would have popped. He I would have been so excited. Yeah, they they certainly did. But yeah, um, that's a it's a it's an underrated thing. But you know, good on you to bring it up. That's it's hella important, man. Mm mess around well again we've seen it i guess yes. Kyle williams we saw it we saw <laughs> us boot the game away an nfc championship game away um you know alex wasn't the greatest that day either no he but <laughs> but um yeah the two fumbles did not help at all oh, man. so yeah it's important you, you we really can't Hey man, just catch the, just catch the well, ball. The, the Discord, I thought, gave, was about to give him a standing ovation when he did made the fair catch. <laughs> just, just do that. <laughs> you know, you don't have to just, just from the jump. Just once you, once you walk, run out on the field, call yeah. it a fair catch. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna be, we're gonna try and be back on Christmas evening. It's probably gonna be so that game is a late game, yeah. so the game's probably ending at eight thirty. So I, I. I we're probably not going to be able to even get on until 10-ish. I know which is late for some folks, but we'll at least get it in. And and if you can't join us on the on the YouTube uh, channel, we'll have the audio in the BSPN podcast channel, uh, the the podcast network for audio. So, but we will be back to talk about that game. I mean, I don't want to overstate that game, but man, you know, for a a late season game, that's. This this is like this is like an early preview to what the playoffs are going to be like. I want to go ahead and give us a shout out right now. All right, you know, go for when it. You, when you talk about um, Christmas Day, man, we do a hell of a job being here. Eighteen weeks, we we I have we missed in the no, last two years. We we uh, we've had to adjust times. Yeah, we we had. Uh, to, oh, when I was in Mexico City, I wasn't here. But I and yeah, Mike, but, my buddy Mike, yeah, jumped on with us. Yeah, but I mean, I think that is awesome that you know because life happens and things happen, yeah. but we seem to make it happen. Because for me, it's important. This I enjoy this hour we spend together, you know, chopping it up about what we just watched. So yeah, good on us, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> hey man. Sometimes half of it is just showing up. Yep. All right. Uh, thanks to everyone for uh, who joined in, into the chat and was checking us out on uh, Twitter and, and YouTube. Uh, and we'll be back next week on Christmas evening. And I'm just crossing my fingers that we get out of that game, win or lose, uh, without a you know without a, without a bunch of injuries. That's kind of my thoughts. So, all right, for Rod, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.